Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. We now join in a studio by Fundi Swanguta, research analyst and chartered accountant. And I'm Morning. looking at that, Fundi, because, um, again, the message is coming through about tightening our belts and uh, Unati asking, uh, saying, I don't know what which consumers haven't been tightening their belts uh, besides politicians, of course. So what more can people do when you see these numbers and you can actually see the hard times coming. Yes, tomorrow I'd actually like to speak to you about the Brink Group Prize and how we're going to start seeing that filtering into our pockets and how it's going to actually just make things so much more expensive. So look out for tomorrow. And then manufacturing production data came out yesterday. Uh, please tell us, uh, tell us about that result. A bit of a surprise there. Yeah, it was a serious surprise. It was a sad moment. I was waiting on Bloomberg, <laughs> waiting for one o'clock. And then the results came out. Very disappointing. Manufacturing output came down by 3.6% in Feb. This is compared to the 0.4% increase in Jan. And the main inter- industries that contributed to this are chemicals, rubber and plastics, which was about 6.6% decrease. Other industries is food and beverage, glass plus other non-metallic mineral products, wood, paper, publishing, and printing industries. Um, And you might say, why me as a South African, why must I take this seriously? This is because the manufacturing sector contributes about 10% to South Africa's output. So it's the main sector, and we want to see growth. If we see growth in the manufacturing sector, then we're going to see growth in the South African economy. Another reason is because the manufacturing sector is so interlinked and is supported by other sectors. So if I can give an example, if you look at the mining sector, the mining sector will um, dig up copper, platinum, and they will pass that on to the manufacturing sector. The manufacturing sector will process it into finished goods and then pass it on to the retail sector. So you see an interlink between these three major sectors in the economy and as you said the retail sales numbers are coming out today so if we see consumer spending waning and um, us normal South Africans aren't spending in the economy that's going to directly impact manufacturing and how much we're producing in the country and if we see a weak mining sector that's also going to negatively affect the manufacturing sector in the economy. On that note, we um, you also spoke to Narina last week, and she mentioned the Purchasing Manager Index. Mm-hmm. So it essentially is an indicator of the conditions and the level of activity in the manufacturing sector. So it's a leading indicator, meaning it's forward-looking. And the perception at that point was things are going to slightly get better. And then we got the results of yesterday, and we saw that things are actually getting worse. Um, they were quite disappointing results. And mind you... The PMI and this manufacturing output that came out yesterday do not take into consideration the downgrade effect. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it's actually going to impact those two um, financial indicators. But on a general basis, we're expecting that later on in the year it's going to pick up. And this is mainly because it will be picking up off a low base of of last year. And then uh, the... A bond uh, auction for South African government bonds took place yesterday. Now, there's been quite a bit of talk about the resilience of our South African bonds. So uh, what was the result there yesterday? Um, you could say that the bond was successful. So the bonds which were on auction yesterday were the 2030, R2037, R2040. And the reason why I say it's successful, because the bid-to-cover ratio was 2.1. And essentially what that means is that the government offered 850 million random bonds, and the market came to bid for 1.7 billion. 
And remember, we've been speaking about bonds a lot this week. Mm. And in the market, there's been talk. And it's important to note that bonds are essential for our funding. So we have a huge budget deficit. We use it in order to plug the budget deficit. Also, um, the bonds are used to pay for things such as social grants, the building of hospitals, etc. So if you look at the uh, R2040, 2040 essentially means maturity period of the bond will be in 2040. So 2040 is in 31 years, 2037 is in 20 years. So essentially the government was issuing on the back end. And you might ask yourself, why would the government offer the back end? It's either there's demand from the market who say that they want to hold long-term assets in in their portfolio, or it's for specific funding needs. And um, the market might infer from that that maybe there's a long-term infrastructure project that needs to be funded or perhaps a nuclear deal. Who knows if this scenario occurs. Another thing also to take into consideration is we live in such an interconnected and global world and not one factor will essentially impact the currency. And... um, if you look at the geopolitical concerns that are happening right right now in the economy or throughout the world, is we're essentially benefiting from uncertainty and chaos happening in other parts of the world. I know it's a, it's a bad thing, but we're essentially benefiting from that. And what you've seen in general is that there's been a flow of money coming into emerging markets um, because of that in uncertainty in other parts of the world. And essentially, we are rising with other ships. Um, in in the mix. So the question is basically how long will this last? We don't know, Um, but we're keeping our eyes open and peeled for any news that may trigger a change in the rand.